Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout. Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. It is Thursday, December 13th, getting ready for Thursday Night Football. I'm here to bring you and preview all the action for that game today, as well as give you an analysis, not by myself, but by one of my writers at pigskinnut.com. Tyler Hebe actually wrote an article that I really enjoyed reading, and it's an analysis uh, of Dak Dak Prescott. Uh, The reason why I think it's so important to go over this is because He's a controversial topic right now. The Cowboys are the most popular football team in America. He's one of the most, you know, um, controversial uh, athletes in the NFL in terms of is he a franchise quarterback, is he not? A lot of people have varying different, different opinions on Dak Prescott, but I really think Tyler did a great job at hitting the nail on the head. Um, and really looking at things, looking at things in context. One of the things that that I talk about um, when looking at you know NFL players, quarterbacks, college prospects is you have to understand what can be coached and, and what can't be coached. And what I like about uh, Tyler's analysis of Dak Prescott, which I'm going to read shortly, is that he talks about he talks about those specific things, the things that can be coached and can't be coached, and how that figures into his analysis of Dak Prescott. So for more information, you guys know that you can follow me on Twitter at SteveTheScout81 or the Pro Football Scouting Podcast on Facebook and, of course, at PigskinNut.com. PigskinNut, for those that are crazy about football. Uh, the website has been up for a few days right now, and that time we've pumped out a good 30 to 40 articles. We have coverage of all 32 NFL teams. Uh, we have a section for scouting reports on NFL and college players, as well as fantasy football coverage and coverage of every major college football conference, as well as league-wide analysis. This really is an all-in-one football site where you get all the information that you need. So with that being said, the first thing I'm going to go over today again is going to be at my preview and just breaking down this tonight's game because tonight's game, it's between the Los Angeles Chiefs, I mean the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an, it's an AFC West matchup. These teams compete twice a year. Uh, they met in week one. Uh, the first time they won, the Chiefs were victorious. But you look at these two teams coming into this game. The Chargers are sitting at 10-3. and three. The Chiefs are the Chiefs are at eleven and two. So if the Chiefs win this game, uh, they can really put some distance between themselves and the Chargers in terms of taking taking this division and get and getting that first round bye. So this is this is one of the most critical, exciting football games of the year because as the year has gone on, we've really started to see that the Chargers are indeed one of the best football teams in the NFL. But can they stop the powerhouse that is the Kansas City Chiefs? So. Looking at this game, looking at both quarterbacks, you got Patrick Mahomes versus Phillip Rivers. Both of these quarterbacks, they get it done in very different ways. Uh, pa- Patrick Patrick Mahomes, 
Uh, he be- he beats you with his escape ability and improvisation, but he also beats you with a lot of the same things that Philip Rivers does. He's just doing it at a very early age in his career. Um, he's great. He's great at at reading at reading coverages, making adjustments, um, and doing doing a lot of the little things at the line of scrimmage that Philip Rivers um, himself has been so good at doing throughout his career. Um, you, you look at you look at both quarterbacks. Both of them are playing are playing at an MVP level. I would give the edge to Mahomes simply because of what Mahomes gives you out, outside outside of the pocket. Uh, both teams have a pass rush. Uh, you look you look at both teams. I would say in this one, uh, the Chargers have the better pass rush to me, but it is quite close because they're very similar in that. Uh, Kansas City D Ford, uh, who a lot of people thought would be a lot of people thought was turning into an NFL draft bust, has actually been one of the best edge rushers this year in the NFL. Uh, you look at D Ford coming into the league in his first few years. A lot of the criticism was was that he did not have a wide enough arsenal of pass rush and counter moves, but he's really developed that. Uh, he's really developed that as his career has gone on, and he's play, he's in a contract year, and we're seeing in his contract year, D Ford is stepping up big time. On the other side of him is Justin Houston, who uh, is not too far removed from from a, a year where he had 22 sacks, almost breaking Michael Strahan's record. But uh, I give the edge to the Chargers because uh, I don't think that there's any pass rusher in this game that brings to the table what Joey Bosa does. Since Joey Bosa has come back for the Los Angeles Chargers, it has completely eleva- elevated their pass rush. Uh, before before they had, you know, they've always had Melvin Ingram the whole year, but but Bosa really is the premier pass rusher on that team. Although Ingram is a hell of a hell of a player and a Pro Bowl player, um, having having Bosa on there makes all the difference. Because Bosa, what he can do is is I don't I, I don't know if there's any guy. Maybe Bradley Chubb is going to be in this conversation soon, but I don't know if there's any uh, young edge rusher in the league that's in a second, third year, the way, the way Bosa is that can, that can beat you and get home to the quarterback in in so many different ways. But where I think, I think that there's um, an advantage here. Um, All the, all of the chargers have Bosa. I would give the edge in getting to the quarterback to Kansas city. I'll tell you why, because number one, Philip Rivers can't get outside the pocket the same way Patrick Mahomes does. And what people are forgetting is that the Chiefs have an up-and-coming player on their defense at the at the defensive tackle spot named Chris Jones. We're always hearing about uh, Aaron Donald, Geno Atkins, but there's really a plethora of other good interior uh, defensive linemen that, that are playing outstanding this year. Chris Jones has been one of the best in the league this year. What the Chargers don't have is they don't have a guy that can get home to the quarterback or that can really push the pocket from the interior part of, of the defensive line. So I, I give the Chiefs the edge in, ter- in, ter- in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback um, and winning, and winning in, in the trenches, um, at least on that side of the football. You look at um, you look at you know what are going to be the big keys to victory um, for, for this game. Uh, first, you know for for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes likes to buy time with his legs. Um, he's going to want to get outside the pocket. Um, I think I think you know against him, you know he's going to have he's going to have Bosa and Ingram coming. I think he, he's going to definitely want to run the plays away away from Bosa uh, and I think really f- for for the Chiefs D Ford is gonna is gonna have to big is gonna need a big game they need someone to get home ag- against Philip Rivers and whoever is blocking for Kansas City um you know he's gonna have to have at least a decent showing ag- against Joey Bosa for for the Chargers 
I think what they want to do is they want to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field because look, um, there, there's there's no there's nobody that can simply will it um, at the quarterback position. I don't think the same way that Mahomes can right now. So you keep Patrick you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Uh, you use Melvin Gordon to play the clock, play Bill Parcells football, wear down the clock wear down the defense, and really limit what Mahomes can do outside of the pocket. Try to set the edge and contain him. Uh, and I think you definitely are going to, that's why you need some big games. The Chargers need big games out of their out of their pass rushers. The problem, the problem is, though, is that, you know, when you look at Mahomes, is that if you try to keep him from running outside the pocket, he can still, he can still kill you. He can still kill you inside the pocket. Uh, this, this game really is going to be, it's a toss up for me, but I'll tell you that uh, I will give the edge uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, I think when you look at, you know, the big difference for me is that, uh, you know, Los Angeles has, has the better offensive line and they have, they have an elite running back in Melvin Gordon, which the Chiefs don't have. I think Kansas City will play their brand of football today. They'll keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, uh, you know, more so than other teams have. And I think, I think by doing that, uh, the Chargers will have a slight edge. But this one, this one really is a toss up. So now I am going to uh, not myself break down Dak Prescott, but uh, Tyler Hebe, who writes for, for the Big D Beatdown, which is our Dallas Cowboys webpage. I'm going to read his analysis of Dak Prescott because I thought it was that damn good. All right. So talking a little bit about Tyler Hebe. Uh, so a little bit about his background. Uh, Tyler Tyler's love for the Dallas Cowboys started on October 23rd, 2006. His his grandfather took him took him to his first Cowboys game. Uh, at that time, you know he didn't he didn't know the rules or any of the players. By the time he left the stadium, he really fell in love with the game. From that point on, a one of the biggest parts of his life really revolved around Sundays and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know Tyler T- Tyler's favorite players are Tony Romo and Jason Witten. Uh, and what I like Tyler said is that Tony Romo was a clutch player that a lot of people actually disagree on. But, uh, you know, um, with that being said, you know, again, what I really like about his analysis is that he's talking about the things that can be coached and the things and the things that can't be coached. So so that's why that's why for the first time ever, I chose to read someone's analysis that is not actually my own. So uh, his 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 work is called the Dak roller coaster. Good stuff here. So. Uh, Tyler goes on to say that in 2018, Dak's had a lot of up and downs. Um, there's been a lot of plays where he's pulled off great athleticism. Um, and, and, you know, he, he, he definitely has those moments where he really impresses you, but he also has those head scratching moments that leave you questioning his ability as a starter in the NFL. Uh, we saw earlier in the year, a lot of Cowboys fans, very frustrated. Um, but fortunately, you know, Tyler says it appears that, Many of the moments that Prescott has had this season that would fit well in an NFL blunders video are very fixable. And that's and that's and that's the kind of scouting that I like is so often I'm gonna interject here, so often people see a a player not do something well, they're like, oh, he sucks, he's not a good player. But you know, it's more than you gotta you gotta look and you gotta look deeper than that. You gotta look at things in greater context. And that's what Tyler does here. He goes on to say, this is how, this is how those issues that Dak is having can get fixed 
and 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 how he's fixed him, and it's made the rest of his season a little bit more interesting to follow. So Tyler says that when you're looking at Dak's issues, the biggest issues he's seeing um, that he saw earlier in the year was lack of ball security, poor awareness in the pocket, and overall footworks and mechanics to, to deliver accurate throws. Now, what's really nice about what he says here is that he's not just saying he's not just saying that he's he's not accurate. He's actually saying there's a culprit to his to his inaccuracy and breaking it down from there. Um, so he's go, he's talking about ball security, poor awareness in the pocket, and that his accuracy gets a little screwed up from his footwork and mechanics, which is one of the things that can that can mess up your accuracy. Um, but when he goes, he talks about that when when you're looking at this list of things, you know, you're likely to wonder, you know, how can a quarterback function at a high level in the NFL with these issues? Because and I'll say this, to a degree, he has functioned at a high level. Uh, he, he did a great job as his rookie campaign. I've I got to go back and check. I'm forgetting if it was him or Zeke, but I know I believe he was rookie of the year. But when you look at what he accomplished that year, you know, he won a good 12, 13 games. Again, uh, these are, I'm kind of just remembering this here. But Tyler goes on to say that when you go through, when you go through this list a second time, you notice that all the things that he's struggling with, with their things that can be taught, um, he he has he has the athleticism and a genuine desire to win. That I'll definitely agree with. He has athleticism and a, and a desire to win, and he does have the ability to lead a football team. When I hear him talk and I, and I hear everything from him, to me, I know what a leader sounds like, and he certainly sounds like one. Um, but he feels that you know, and, and this is kind of what I've been saying is that he feels that this season, you know, there's there's drills and things he can do, um, and especially with a, with a quarterback coach like Jason Garrett that can be that can help clean this up. Um, now he says now now he says how do how does Dallas go 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 about fixing these problems? He said first of all, uh, you know, when you look at Dak's ball security, this is something that can be stressed. In every meeting and practice until until Garrett is red in the face, but but he said he said once Dak is under pressure and, to, and trying to plan his escape from a 49th sack, you know he's gonna he's gonna revert back to the to the mechanics that he's that he's that he's most comfortable with. Um, now there there are there are definitely ways that a quarterback coach quarterback driven coach can stress can stress ball security. Um, but you know, I, I think what he's trying to say here is that when you're looking at, when you're looking at Dak Prescott reverting, reverting back to his, to his athleticism, um, you know, it's not really a knock on Prescott, you know, it's really just Dak is going back to, to what his, to what his comfort zone is. And really what he's saying, it's really about how Dak Prescott reacts under pressure. But Tyler, Tyler goes on to say that that Dak that Dak Prescott in order in order for in order for him to be to be better better under pressure and against the blitz. I'm not saying Dak Prescott is not good against the blitz, but you know what he's saying is that you're seeing Dak Prescott getting into these habits over and over again. Uh, sometimes relying on on athleticism more more so than his arm to deal to deal with the pressure that's coming his way. But Tyler goes on to say. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know when when you when you look when you look at ball security and playing under pressure, it's most likely that the changes that Dak Prescott is need to make is going to need to make to get better is really his body's natural response to being under pressure, and that could be an entire off se- off season worth worth of work. 
So uh, I think to to kind of sum up, you know what he, what he's saying here is that uh, Dak Dak has shown you some issues at times. Uh, the things that he's shown you issues with Dak um, Dak and certainly has the ability to try to work on and fix in the off season. Look, it's different. It's different if you're a quarterback who has good mechanics, but you still can't deliver can't deliver an ac- inaccurate football. I think what he's also saying is, look, uh, Dak has shown you some bad stuff at times. He's shown you some good stuff at times. But still, at this point, the verdict is not entirely out on whether Dak Prescott to Tyler is 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 a is a fran- is a franchise quarterback because a lot of that is going to be determined by the work he does in the offseason to try to fix the things that can be coached and can be fixed by by an NFL quarterback. If you want to read if you want to read more from the Big D beatdown or more from Tyler, you can go to pigskinnut.com forward slash cowboys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. I'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon to break down all, all, all of Sunday's action as well as Monday Night Football and preview that all for you. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Steve the Scout 81 Pro Football Scouting Podcast on Facebook, pigskinnut.com. And once again, this is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, signing off. 